Coming in hot, 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 Lisa shares her financial tips and strategies to build wealth, have fun with finances, and be debt-free without having a restrictive budget. From bankrupt to millionaire, Lisa knows what it's like to feel as if you're living paycheck to paycheck. Her unconventional money multiplier system is the very wealth protocol that enabled her to retire two and a half years early, pay down $100,000 of debt in six months, and move to her dream home at the beach. Hashtag I date money. Welcome to the special edition of I Date Money. I'm your hostess, Lisa Drennan, Wealth Activator. And today we have our very first special guest, Alessandra Caprice, who is an energetic business mastery coach. And we were introduced um, by my VA because Alessandra has a very unique way of connecting people with money, and it's through the power of breath work. And as you know, I'm an aromatherapy practitioner, and I'm always talking about the power of breath combined with thoughts and emotions. So of course, when I was introduced to Alessandra, I'm like, you have to come on the show and share your incredible, unique combination and business strategy using breath work in money and finances, right? So welcome, Alessandra. I'm so honored that you're here sharing this space with us today. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. So, you know, I asked you to fill an application before we got started and, you know, we're going to just use it as a little guideline. Sure. Um, but I really like the question that um, you had answered when it came to your past mistakes, feeling unworthy around money. Sure. A lot of my audience feels very unworthy to receive. They don't think money is around. Kind of like, you know, if money was a person and we were dating money, we would push money away. Mm-hmm. So share your point of view on that. Yeah, it's, a, it's such an interesting, that that topic is such an interesting thing because I also say that as well. Like what if money was a friend? Like what if you talked to money the way that you talk to yourself (laughs) Um, because, or like the way you even talk to um, like, if you, if you talk, actually it's backwards. If you talk to yourself or if you talked to like your partner, the way you talk to money, like, Oh, you're never there for me. Or you only show up this way or you're never enough. Right. Mm -hmm. And So I love thinking about money as this relationship. And I also see that money is a mirror for our relationship with ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so when we are in unworthiness, when we believe that we are unworthy of love, connection, we are unworthy of, um, obviously money, but like growth and our desires, then that shows up in our money patterns. It shows up in our ability to receive. One of the things that I see so often actually came up on one of our workshops today was that women, a lot of women, a lot, a lot of women struggle with receiving, Mm -hmm. even if it was a compliment or someone being nice or someone wanting to give them something. um, It is kind of ingrained in us that we have to kind of bypass it or we're, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. oh, you know, I don't need that or I'm not worthy of that or, oh, you know, this old thing or whatever instead of just allowing ourselves to receive. And I see that 
being mirrored in our relationship with money. And so when we can, I have a lot of um, breathworks in my programs that are around worthiness, worthiness, enoughness, deservingness to be able to heal that part of you. Um, and it's all, it's a journey, right? We're not just going to heal it and it's going to go away like as we expand. Cause this is why I love breathwork so much as we expand, as we do the healing, as we start making more money, um, new stuff comes up as we go, right? Like mm-hmm. say you're just, you know, you're just starting your business or you're just starting making money. And there's, there's certain beliefs that come up or I'm not worthy of, you know, I can make $5,000 a month, but I don't feel worthy of $10,000 a month. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we can get you to the $5,000 a month. And then we've got to reprogram and step into the worthiness of being able to receive even more. And so I find that this process is just so powerful to, um, continue that process to continue mm-hmm. unfolding, continue healing. Um, because different memories are going to be, be brought up from childhood. And I just feel like this, this, um, it's, it's a common theme, right? The worthy, like mm-hmm. our own beliefs and worthiness. Yes. And how that's reflected in our, in our money blueprint and our bank accounts and our businesses. Yes, absolutely. Agree. The feeling of unworthy has so much to do with our conditioning statements as we grew up. And, you know, in our subconscious, it's stored so much and dictates what we do when we're totally unaware of it. And we say we want to break habits, but then we keep doing it because when the emotion comes up, oh, no, not allowed to feel that. We're going to knock you down. Let's do something else. Let's redirect. And before you know it, you're like, you're swarming in debt and, keep raising the bar, going after all these things, hoping that you can break the pattern to get to the next level. And so many, you know, entrepreneurs want to make the six or seven figures and they don't connect with why they're not able to get to that next level. So they keep going after, you know, the shiny objects, the The free certifications. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, You had mentioned your childhood memory. What's your earliest childhood memory around money? Um, well, my, I would say, I don't know what, like exactly if it's the earliest, but it's the biggest. Mm-hmm. My family went bankrupt when I was eight. Um, and so my family had uh, been kind of millionaires. We lived in a very prestigious um, or like one of the most affluent towns in California. And we lived on a beautiful mansion type house on the hill and we went bankrupt. And so I mean, I have tons of memories around that of like the trauma, the money trauma that I carried with me. But I think the biggest one for me that has come up a lot, it wasn't necessarily the fear of being bankrupt. Like I know that some people have when their families do, you know, go through that when they're younger. Um, My dad was an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And so um, he built his wealth uh, through entrepreneurship and his own business. And he was very successful and then lost it all. And then he actually built it back up again. And in, when I was, um, 20, like when I was in college, 2021, mm-hmm. almost went bankrupt again. Oh, wow. Um, and so my money blueprint was you can make a lot of money, but you could lose it all. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that money trauma is something that ha- I've carried with me uh, 
for years and years and years until really until, I mean, I've tried to mindset my way out of it, right? Like I feel like I have done money mindset from day one. Um, and until I really started using breath work and then creating money breath work, I wasn't able to truly heal that trauma because I can picture, you know, the moving trucks. I can picture, you know, what it looked like to, you know, I, you know, conversations we had in our newer house that was not as nice and all I can like, I'm there, right. I could feel it in my body. And so, so much of that is coded in my body. Um, which is where our, or our trauma is coded, you know, from childhood, from, you know, ancestors and, and our parents curse. (laughs) Right. Right. And so, so that was a really big piece of my healing journey, especially of course, that I'm an entrepreneur, right? And of course I would be right. But it has had, had put me into a spot, like every once in a while before, honestly, before this past year and a half that I've been really using breathwork as my main modality of expansion and healing and really going into my own healing. But my cycle was, I want to make as much money as possible. I would set humongous goals. I'd be like, I'm going to, you know, make a million dollars when I was just starting out, you know, like I would set these really big, insane goals. And that's okay. We can do that. And that's fun. But what my, my underlying energy was, I have to make as much money as possible Mm -hmm. because I could lose it or it could go away. Or what if the coaching industry just poof disappears or what if, what if, what if, what if, right. And so when I started healing what was underneath that, I started being able to take control of my finances and take control of even my goal setting to set myself up for success versus Mm -hmm. constant failure. And okay, I didn't hit my goal of a million dollars when I made, you know, $50,000. And that's a big gap. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) And so I was constantly in this, um, this cycle of not being enough because even I would set these high goals and it would create this cycle of not enoughness, Mm -hmm. um, consistently until I was able to start notice. I mean, I already knew that's my money program, but I didn't, I I couldn't mindset my way out of it. Right. I had to really go into my body, which is what breathwork does, um, and heal that. And I still am healing that, right? Like I still, find myself moving into that or that fear. Right. And now I have this tool that I'm able to, Oh, I need to do some breath work. I mean, I do breath work every day. Now it's like a maintenance, it's a daily maintenance already, but, um, and I do find when I do it more often and I do it daily, I don't need, you know, quote unquote, need it as much. Um, because I've already, I've already been tapped into my body and I'm already kind of moving the energy. Right. But that is, that's been one of my biggest hurdles in entrepreneurship, which, you know, healing the money trauma. And I feel like everyone's got their own flavor of money trauma from childhood Mm -hmm. or ancestors, right? Like, or their lineage, you know, passed down trauma. Yeah. We definitely learn a lot from our family and the, you know, the world environment as we're growing up, how money is presented to us, you know, when a lot of families will experience that, you know, you have the the scarcity abundance mindset, you know, the saver, the spender. And a lot of families, you know, the mom will be the one that will have to go out shopping for the kids, but then feel really guilty because there's, you know, the husband's really not keeping track of the finances and then she'll hide the purchases and, 
you know, all these little games that people play. And it doesn't matter how much money a person has. It's truly what they do with it and how they, you know, manage it. And I don't like the word budget, um, but go budget or go bust. If you right. don't have a money strategy in place with the tools, the action steps, you're going to end up repeating patterns over and over again that are learned. You know, yeah. a lot of the times, you know, the way we manage money has a lot to do with how our parents taught us. Uh, my mom always said to me, she, my, both my parents were also entrepreneurs and my mom, you know, we, we started off rich and my parents split up when I was three years old. So when they split, my dad took the businesses, my mom took the kids, <laughs> had to start all over again. And, uh, you know, she'd always be like, you have to borrow from Peter to pay Paul. She grew up wealthy. Her parents were, um, her dad was an entrepreneur. Um, his parents were, they owned macaroni factories in Italy. You know, my grandmother was a, is a big um, in management and a big Fortune 500 company. So the pattern wasn't, it was weird that my mom followed this pattern and taught me something completely different than what my grandma was teaching me. But then when I looked at my dad's side of the family, you'd see a little bit more, more of a gambler type of thing. And they took a lot of risk. So thinking about that with the, you know, the path that we, that's laid out before us, when we don't recognize these patterns and realize that, wait a minute, I'm not paying attention to finances. I haven't been dating money. Um, what past mistakes have you personally made that you, that helped you be to where you are today? Yeah. Well, I, you know, speaking of that entrepreneurship roller coaster, right. That I've, that I witnessed as a kid. I also created that as well. So mm -hmm. when I um, was starting out, my husband was working uh, and we were living on a small island when I launched my business. We had traveled. I had left. We had we both had jobs and we had left. Um, I had left a private practice as a therapist that I was doing really well at. I was fully booked and we just wanted to you know, travel the world before we started having kids. And so... We made some big decisions of, you know, saying no to jobs. He said no to a really big paying job. I left my really, really um, comfortable job where I had constant referrals and I was fully booked and, and we made this leap into um, kind of the unknown of like, well, we want to create our own life. And we go back to that decision a lot. Um, mm -hmm. we would never change it. I mean, it was amazing, but when, when we struggle, when we have struggled in the past, we're like, why did we do that? <laughs> um, but what happened was I, I started building my business. My husband was working just, a, we lived on this Island. So he has his MBA, but he was working like driving a dump truck because like there weren't any jobs there. We needed to like pay what we needed money, right? We need money. Yeah. Um, and so I started building my business and, um, so at a certain point I started out earning him cause he wasn't making that much. And so I brought him home to, from work. And so we put everything on me and for me, that was what I wanted because I wanted to be able to be location independent. I wanted to travel, but I think that it also, um, maybe triggered kind of a trauma response of like mm -hmm. being really anxious about money and being worried about money all the time or wanting to make money all the time. Only thing that I wanted to think of. Um, so it was very stressful. I mean, he, I've been the sole owner in our family for now five years. 
Um, but I let, so throughout the roller coaster, I would got really successful and I, you know, built up, I had a six figure year in 2018. Um, but I was, you know, we were, we kind of raised our expenses to be, to match that, but I wasn't in the right space, right? Like I wasn't doing like right now, I feel like I'm in my absolute soul's calling before Mm -hmm. I was doing what, you know, she was doing over there. She was doing over there. She, right. I was trying to make it work in Mm -hmm. what I saw working. Do you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was not what I wanted. I was, it's not necessarily like that. I was copycatting or anything, but cause I still was my own personality. I would still create, but I was doing, I was in the shoulds. Mm-hmm. I was totally in the shoulds. And so I, but I was good at it. <laughs> so I was <laughs> successful. Um, so when, when I, you know, started making a lot more money, when I was consistent in 10 K months, we raised our minimum, right? Like, so we started pay, you know, got a house that was higher rent. Um, we just upped our expenses. And so when it finally came to a point where I, 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 it wasn't necessarily that I realized I was doing the wrong thing. The universe just showed me I was, right. It was like, I'm going to take clients away. I'm going to protect you from doing the thing that you're not supposed to be doing right now. I'm going to put clients that are, you know, the wrong clients in front of you that are going to trigger all your stuff. Um, it was like, literally the universe is like, let me show you. I'm not going to like let you figure it out on your own. I'm just going to show you all the stuff. And so um, I had those like a successful year and then pretty much kind of plummeted. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, we had the raised expenses. We and I we needed to have a certain amount of income. And so it was really stressful. He went back to work for a little bit. Um, but I feel like that uh, you know, I, I and then I then, you know, that gave me the space to begin to like work on my stuff, really heal the things I needed to heal so that, um, as I started to rise again, um, it was, I mean, even then, like I still like had another six figure year a couple years later, but it was not as aligned, but it was more aligned. Um, but we didn't have, you know, didn't have as much of the expenses and things like that. So it wasn't as pressure filled. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas, you know, now, now we actually have probably higher expenses than we had before, but I am in my right space. (laughs) Like I am in where I'm meant to be not listening to all the shoulds. And so it's actually so much easier for me to show up. So I, it's less of a trauma response around money. It's less about being constantly stressed about money. Uh, I haven't felt that for almost this entire year because I've allowed the relationship with money to not be one of stress. I've, I've allowed it to be one of like partnership, you know, like we're a partner and, and that has also allowed me to open up to like, okay, what am I really meant to do here? Mm -hmm. When it wasn't as much of, I have to make money because I've got to pay my bills because 
this or that needs to get paid. Now it's like, okay, what do I do? Money, what do you want to do? How do you want to come to me? What kind of programs do you want me to put out there? And it's like, oh, great idea, great idea. This thing, everyone's going to love this. And it's just so much easier. Yeah. Um, so I let, I think my, you know, that, that mistake, if I was to really kind of personify, it was like letting money dictate what I do. Right. right. And then you dictating it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and saying like, Oh, look, this person over there is making six figures or seven figures selling this kind of course money's like you should too, because that's how you should make me right. Versus let's do this together. How do you want to flow to me in a way that's aligned with me? Um, which is more so how it is now. So that's what I kind of talk, talk to a lot of my clients about is, is, um, you know, money dictating our choices. Right. And, and it's kind of, you know, if you think about it as a relationship, like the dominant one, the ones like we're going to eat here and we're going to do this. And, you know, think about all the choices we make that are related to money and mm -hmm. that money, the restrictions like, Oh, even at the grocery store, should I buy name brand or off brand right. or, you know, like I grew up as the 50 cents makes a huge brand. difference. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so we put the mindset work around that. Yeah. Yep. 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 And so we, we let money dictate, um, mm. so much in our lives. And so, you know, that biggest, that those mistakes have led me to, to really feel in partnership, um, with money and not letting it dictate yeah, what I do with my life. It's so important to have that partnership. And, you know, when we date money, we get to know there's different money personalities. And we, you know, most of the clients that I work with have at least three, but there's mm -hmm. always one dominating that kind of drives the truck, so to speak, and says, yep, we're going to do this, but really sitting down with money and saying, okay, what's my money strategy? What's the financial portfolio looking like? And then making decisions from that point. And it's so true. When you are desperate for money, it's almost like you're pushing it away. It's yep. kind of like chasing that guy, hoping mm -hmm. that he'll notice you. You know, you, you have to come from a place of service and not be so focused on the money because wealth shows up in other ways. And um, I read a, a post the other day that said how, you know, you ask for money to flow to you. And then when it does, you ignore it like that refund you got unexpectedly, that right. rebate, you know, that you didn't expect or the, you know, the free shipping on that thing that you needed to buy. Yep. You know, when you think about all these different ways that money shows up and, you know, a lot of times people, you know, don't understand that or they don't connect, they, you know, they get the paper, the dollar value. And when they exchange it for goods, it's still money. It's just showing up as an object versus the paper. Yep. So why not give thanks for that as well? I had you take the money personality at idatemoney.com. I date money. So you went into the experience, came out as a money maker and a recovering hoarder. Tell us yeah. about the recovering hoarder. <laughs> yeah. Well, this was this was uh as a result from that money trauma, right? So mm -hmm. I would put money away because just in case I need it. Mm -hmm. Right. And guess what? I always needed it. <laughs> Something would cut. It's such an, it's so fascinating how this works, right? I love energy and the dynamics of money and our money cycles and our money patterns. But what would happen was I would kind of like siphon away the money. I would put it away and then we'd need it for like a really big expense. Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, see, you're welcome. We wouldn't be able to buy that truck or we wouldn't be able to 
you know, we had, when we moved, we, we were living in Washington and we moved down to California. That was when I was talking about like our expenses going up really high when we moved to California. And we actually, because we are entrepreneurs, because, you know, they were like, Oh, I don't know. This is kind of risky. We had to pay, um, for six months ahead. And, um, and I had that money in our account. And so I was validated in my hoarding, right? Like I was so validated, like, of course, well, we needed that. And like, we've had a couple of moments, you know, times when we need, like when we bought a new car and I had the money to be able to pay in full for it because I did, <laughs> you know, I mean? like I kept it. And so I got that, um, that validation when it wasn't coming from a pure place of saving and investing and putting your money in places for a, a good reason, right? Like my, Mm -hmm. I believe my money hoarding was coming out of fear, Mm -hmm. right? So like I was putting money away, which I feel like a lot of people have that energy of like savings being like, Oh, just in case, or, Oh, I want to put this here versus like, I just want to have savings. I want to have money. I want to buy something amazing one day. Right. There's these different mindsets that we can have when we save. Mm -hmm. And my mindset and my energy was one of fear. Like I better have that money when those big expenses are going to come through. And they did. And then I was validated. Look, see, we needed that money. And, um, I had to break free of that. And it's not that I don't save money. I don't invest money. Now I, of course I do. I have investment accounts. I have savings accounts. I put money away for certain things. Um, but it's not out of fear. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's why I say I'm a recovering, (laughs) recovering hoarder. Yeah. The hoarder has got a bad rep as far as the, um, bad reputation, actually, as far as that goes, because being a hoarder isn't a bad thing. You know, a lot of people will hoard stuff because they're really, um, conscious about having things prepared for the future. Yeah. So, you know, I, you know, know a few family members that are hoarders and they have everything you need when you need it. So if something breaks, you need that tool or you need that part, and it's discontinued. They got it. Yeah. <laughs> them. But then there's the flip side of people who just buy to have things because right. they're trying to fill that void. Yes. You know, there's that hole that they're trying to fill up by expending, you know, spending it on something that they don't truly really need. Um, so yeah, it's interesting how you know, there's the good, the bad, and the ugly. And that's something that we're doing in my Facebook group this week. We're getting to know each of the seven money personalities down to the nitty gritty, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So we can better understand that it's okay. Just like there's no good feeling, there's no bad feeling. Um, So you are a business coach. You use the breath work of um, energy. Tell us about your breath work and and how you got started and and maybe do a little demonstration for our audience. Yeah. So um, I've been a business coach for about mm, three or four years. I was a life coach before that and a therapist before that. And so I was very heavy on the strategy. So I loved, (laughs) I was very heavy on the strategy because once again, that's what people were teaching and that's what people were making money at. And I was very good at it. Mm -hmm. I'm very good at business strategy. I'm able to see things. I'm able to talk things out. It's totally one of my zones of genius, not genius, excellence. Mm -hmm. Um, but I always felt like something was missing Mm -hmm. and I, my clients got results, 
but I was like, I feel like they can get even better results. I feel like something is missing in my own journey of my growth and expansion and something is missing in my, I guess, abilities or my, or my, my toolbox. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I, I started just kind of opening myself up to like, okay, what's missing? I don't know what that is. And I started kind of hearing and getting that message, that breath work, um, breath work will heal you is what started coming through for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's funny because I didn't really think I needed to be healed at the time. I'm like, what does that mean? Okay. Um, I didn't really get it, but I followed it. And so when I had my first breath work session, um, I just had the most like mind blowing experience first and foremost, that was, it was incredible. But during that experience, I got the the download or the the message that I was going to do this with money. And at the time I was doing okay. I was doing fine. Um, but I wasn't like a money expert or, and I still don't believe I'm an, a money expert. I believe that I help you heal your relationship with money. I help you, you know, like we were talking about earlier, help heal your worthiness with money. How in this, in this also translate my money breathwork isn't just about money. It's about owning your bigness and showing up and visibility and then sales and owning who you are and creating aligned programs. And so at the time I was like, well, that's cool and everything, but I don't, feel, um, comfortable talking about money. Cause I'm not some millionaire, right? Mm-hmm. Like I thought that's what I needed to do. And so I, I got certified and I went through the pro- the program and I started using it with my clients and my clients started getting, you know, better and better and better results. Um, they were just, I mean, just like exponential, exponentially better results. I was, I'm a good coach. Like I said, I'm a good coach. I'm a good strategist. I'm really good at those things, but whoa, adding this to my, my, um, sessions and adding this to the work that I did, uh, it just brought out something deeper that had been hiding, mm-hmm. uh, that I feel like is hiding within a lot of people where they're going, you know, we're talking about jumping from shiny object to shiny object, always looking for that next strategy. I had so many clients and still clients that come to me now, like what's, what strategy should I do or what, where should I go? Or should I be on TikTok? Should I be on Instagram? Right. And that's not what it's about, right? It's about finding that alignment, um, within yourself of what you want to do, how you want to speak, how you want to be heard. Right. And that's what money breathwork does versus like, let's troubleshoot your strategy or your launching or what's going on in your programs or your messaging, right? Like Mm -hmm. you money breathwork literally goes inside and brings it out Mm -hmm. versus like letting your mind dictate. Right. Okay. What, you know, which I did for so long, I let my mind dictate what I was doing (laughs) for a very long time. And now because I'm tapped in, I let my soul and my heart dictate where I go and what I create. And that brings out even more with my clients. Like I have a tendency to go really long on my workshops because, um, I, I open up, you know, the, the portal to, so to speak, where, um, people are giving, you know, giving me thoughts or questions and I'm able to channel and bring things out. And then we do the breath work and then more comes out. It's just like, I, I end up apologizing. I'm sorry. I was trying to keep this at 90 minutes, but I go on and on and on and on because 
that's, that's what it means to be like tapped in, right? right I feel right. fully tapped in. And so I allow my clients to do the same. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Giving them that opportunity to really shine, especially when somebody's got that opening and they're, they're ready to share. You really don't want to, you know, prevent that from happening because so many are afraid to open up and share. And when you can connect with that emotion and that block, you know, sometimes that memory can be, you know, pretty overwhelming and you really don't want to leave them hanging. You know, you Mm want to work with them, you know, so that they get that, that breakthrough. So that's amazing So share, share your two minute pitch with us. So Um, like I was saying, money breathwork is the, what I believe is the key to like expansion and healing happening at the same time. I feel like we get so stuck in the healing sometimes, and we get so stuck just as we were talking in the expansion and like the strategy and the goal setting and all that stuff. Whereas money breathwork brings the two together. And so it heals your your relationship with money, it heals your relate. Honestly, it heals your relationship with yourself. Um, breathwork just naturally does that breathwork brings up all the inner child stuff. Breathwork brings up all the, the, the healing and the, 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 a lot of the times traumas of our past, right? Um, that's why it's really important to have a space that is safe and to be able to be held. And I, really hold that space for my clients, but, um, breathwork brings up all that stuff. And, and I find that being able to do this targeted work with money, this targeted work with showing up in your business and visibility, and then also this targeted work with sales. Those are my three core programs is money magnet being big and sales alchemy. Um, doing this work combined with taking action and strategy, which is how I combine the two, uh, leads to more clients, more money, more happiness, and more joy in your business. So, um, you don't find money breath work anywhere else. I created it. I have a beautiful framework. Um, no one else is doing it, although I am going to be starting a certification program. Uh, so there will be more amazing people out there doing this work because I can't keep it to myself. Um, you can come and try money breath work at www.alessandracaprice.com slash money breath work. Um, and that gives you a, a kind of a mini program that dives into the parts of money breath work. You get, we get different types of breath work that I have. I have integrative sessions. I have meditative sessions. I have workshops. Um, and so it gives you a good, um, intro and experience of what it's like. Awesome. And what is one piece of advice that you can share with the audience to help them on their money journey? I mean, do the work, <laughs> right? So the, the, if you're not making the money that you want, if you're not in the money situation that you want to be in, um, there's something there for you to heal. There's something there for you to um, expand into. I don't believe that the universe puts a desire in front of us to dangle like a carrot. I believe that if we if we see ourselves having a different money journey, if we see ourselves having desires and and big dreams as an entrepreneur, we're meant for them. And so if we're not achieving them or they're not happening, there's a block there. And so I encourage you to, to find it and to heal it. And the reason why I love breathwork so much is it, it finds it, it heals it and expands you all at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story and being here and sharing um, the power of breath, because it is amazing how, when we connect our thoughts 
um, in my situation, our thoughts with scent and the power of breath, really identifying those emotions moves mountains. And you just, there is no other way, um, in my personal opinion, and sounds like yours too, um, to really use that tool to help you get the shifts that you need. And if you think about the power of life, it comes from breath. Every breath you take is a gift and it's meant for you to do something great, to go out there and, and be big and share those gifts and talents, tap into your zone of genius. And if you need help tapping into your zone of genius, just breathe, take a deep breath in, hold it, hold it for three seconds, exhale through your mouth. You're inhaling the future and exhaling the past. So if you resonate with Alessandra, if you connect with her, check out her money breath um, strategy. It's free. The link will be in the show notes and you can connect with her on her website. And go ahead and tell us your website again. Uh, AlessandraCaprice.com slash Money Breathwork. So that's one L, two S's in Alessandra. Yeah. And look in the show notes for the link. Go check out um, her breathwork. And if it's a good fit, hop on a call with her. See, so you know, if she can help you on your business entrepreneurial journey. And remember, it doesn't matter how much you make. It's what you do with it. Hey, hey, hashtag I date money. Go out there and do all the things. It doesn't matter how much you make. It's what you do with it. Follow the show. Give a review. Give us some star ratings and share it with all the courageous business coaches you know who are ready to partner with money. Thanks for tuning into the show. Give us a five-star review and share it with your friends. Get ready to activate wealth. Be the next millionaire with a simple adjustment of your finances using an energetically aligned money multiplier system. You get to build wealth by partnering with money. It's time to have fun with finances. Pick a date. The link is in the show notes to book your wealth activation call where you will get the one solution to multiply your money. Remember, it doesn't matter how much money you make. It's what you do with it.